Today we're going to take a look at counting techniques or counting principles. Uh, one of the best counting techniques is the use of a tree diagram. So we'll start off by looking at a tree diagram. We'll also discuss permutations, combinations, the n factorial rule for number of arrangements, and the m times n rule for number of arrangements, and when to apply what. So let's start off nice and easy and using the language of, of this chapter, uh, experiment. So recall that uh, an experiment is any process that generates data. So let's let our experiment to be have three kids. You don't actually have to go out and have three kids, but let's have the experiment be have three kids. What are the outcomes of that experiment? Well, remember that outcomes are, you know, listing, a listing of all results of the experiment. So the outcomes in that case will be maybe you had three boys. You know, maybe you had boy, boy, girl. So if you list all possible results of the experiment, well, if you try to do it just out of the top of your head, it might be difficult. So let's go ahead and look at a tree diagram. Then eventually we're going to look at the event. Remember that event is, the sub, is a subset of the outcomes. So we're going to look at uh, the event that you get a boy, one boy, in three trials. So but let's go ahead and start with a tree diagram. So the first trial, maybe you got a boy. Or maybe you got a girl. Let me do it again. Boy, girl. Boy, girl. Do it again. Boy, girl. Now my first question is, so I continue this out. My question is, why does my tree diagram have three tiers? Because we're having three kids. Okay. <laughs> so that so if I was going to look at this and having four kids, I'd just extend it out another tier. So we then practice reading the tree diagram so to list all your outcomes. So if you think about it, you could have boy followed by boy followed by boy. So you get boy, boy, boy. So now what we're actually going to do is use the tree diagram to help you list the outcomes. It's a great device. Or you could have boy followed by boy followed by girl. Okay, so boy, boy, girl. And that's how you read the tree diagram. And then boy, girl, boy. And then boy, girl, girl. So boy, girl girl, and then girl, boy, boy, girl, boy, girl, 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 boy, and girl, girl, girl. Okay? Then we look at that event A, and we say, okay, what's the probability of event A? Uh, what's the, and remember, event A was that, you know, you get one boy. So the classical definition of probability is that you're counting the number of successes divided by the total number of outcomes. So now we see there's eight outcomes, eight total possible outcomes, and we're looking at the chance that you get one boy. Well, where does that happen? Well, that happens here, here, and here. So three out of eight. So there's a three out of eight chance of that, of that event occurring. Okay, so tree diagrams are, again, a very useful device um, in counting techniques. The next thing we're going to talk about is permutation versus combination. Okay, so permutation versus combination. A lot of people ask me, how can you tell whether a problem, you know, is a permutation or a combination? NPR and NCR buttons, those are the, you know, these are calculator buttons. We're going to deal with the calculator eventually. Um, if you're under, if you're doing a combination by hand, you know, that's, that's going to be the formula. Uh, if you're doing a permutation by hand, <coughs> n factorial over n minus r, whole thing factorial, r factorial. So again, that's by hand. But, you know, let's hold off on the formulas. Let's just kind of go with gut instinct here for a moment, sort of brute force. Let's say I have three colleagues, John, Susan, David, 
and I want to send two to go on a committee. So let's say I randomly select two from this group of three. How many different committees can I form? Well, if you do what I call brute force, you know, which is just listing, um, listing all the possible options, well, you could send John and Susan, or you could send John and David, or you could send Susan and David, uh, but, you know, and that's about it, because Susan and John would be the same list, and David and John would be the same group, and David and Susan, so, in other words, you wouldn't want to list SJ, DJ, so, basically, we're ending up with three committees, so there's three total possible committees that could be formed. Now what we want to investigate is if I use this formula up here, um, so in other words if you have three, if you have three and you want to select, so if you're using the calculator button it'd be NCR and select two, what would that look like if you're doing it by hand? Well according to this formula that'd be three factorial over three minus two whole thing factorial. And I just realized I had, uh, <clears throat> I fixed this, I had the formulas swapped there, uh, apologize for that. The, N, the combination formulas n factorial, n minus r factorial, r factorial. Uh, so again, I'm applying the formula here by hand, so 3 factorial, 3 minus 2, whole thing factorial, and then times r factorial. r is the number that you're selecting to go on the committee, let's say in this example, so that will be 2 factorial. Now remember that 3 factorial, if I clean this up by hand, uh, 3 factorial means 3 times 2 times 1. So I basically, so again, 3 factorial over 3 minus 2, whole thing factorial, times 2 factorial. If I clean that up by hand, that's 3 times 2 times 1 over, well, 3 minus 1 factorial is just 1, and 2 factorial is just 2. So I'm arriving at 6 on top of 2, which is 3. So in other words, we knew the answer was 3 by brute force, but now we're just verifying the formulas. You also want to find your NPR button on your TI-83. So let's just practice doing that. So on, uh, let me clear this out here. So we'll go to 3, then 3, then math, slide over to probability, slide down to choose for combination, NCR for combination. 3, choose 2, so 3, select 2. It's kind of like if you have 3 and you're selecting 2 to go on the committee, you're under a combination, that's how that translates. That means there are three ways. So we knew the answer was 3, we're just verifying it brute force by hand and on the calculator. Alright, hope that helps. Now let's take a look at the difference in language when you're under the notion of a permutation. And again, permutation, if you're doing it by hand, is n factorial over n minus r factorial. But first let's look at brute force. So if we go brute force, okay, that same question, but a slight difference. Now I have three, those three colleagues, those same three colleagues. And I want to send two, where one's going to be president, one's going to be vice president. Where one will be president and one will be VP, vice president of the committee. So you say, well then, now that I have that sort of ranking characteristic there, 
Uh, now how many different committees could I form? Well, John and Susan, okay, but then Susan and John would count as a, diff would count as a separate group because here John's president, here Susan's president. And, the, and so then both of these are counting as a permutation. Um, so then, yeah, John and David, but also David and John. And um, Susan and David, but also David and Susan. So, so you're ending up with six. So, there, so there's six ways to form those six total different committees. Uh, so there's basically six ways to select two from a group of three under the umbrella of a, of a permutation. So let's go ahead and try the formula. Well, if you do three factorial over three minus two whole thing factorial, then you're basically going to end up with six divided by one, which is six. So, and again, I'll just verify with the calculator. Remind yourself how to do that. Uh, you're going to hit 3, math, slide over to probability, down to NPR, 2. So you'll notice that under a permutation, there's 6. Okay? So you can verify that in many different ways. Um, like I said, brute force. Now, you don't always want to go with the brute force method, especially when the numbers get large. Uh, all right, let's take a look at another counting technique, the n factorial uh, rule for number of arrangements. All right, so let's take a look. The n factorial rule, okay? And what that basically says is there are n factorial ways to arrange n distinct objects of uh, one type. So what does that mean? Well, example, let's take the word cat. How many ways are there to arrange the letters in cat? So you've got n distinct objects, so you've got three distinct letters, meaning they're not repeat, uh, of, of, they're all letters, so of one type meaning they're all letters, but they're distinct, they're not repetitions. So <clears throat> you say, well, there's three letters, and it's probably three factorial, which is six. Well, true, that's if we're just following the rule, but what if we go brute force? Cat, C-T-A, you say, okay, what about ATC, ACT? So brute force is like you listing all the possibilities. And uh, TAC and TCA. So you see there are six ways to arrange the letters in CAT. But you're also noticing that that follows the rule, three factorial. Now you say, okay, well, those are three distinct letters, no repetitions. All right, let's try Mississippi. How many ways, so again, oh, I wanted to write here six ways to arrange the letters. Okay, how many ways are there to arrange the letters in Mississippi? M-I-S-S-I-S-S-I-P-P-I. -I -I. Clearly there's a lot of repetition, right? So the first thing you do is you say, well, they're all letters. So if they were all distinct, so 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, so there's 11 letters. If they were all distinct letters, no repetitions, the answer would be 11 factorial. So chances are, though, it's going to be something divided out. So it's going to be 11 factorial divided by the number of times a particular letter repeats itself. So you'll see what I'm getting at here. So there's going to be divided by 4 factorial 
another four factorial. How come? Because the I repeats itself four times, the S uh, repeats itself you know, four times, uh, two, the P repeats itself twice, and the M just occurs once, so you don't have to say one. You could say one there if you like. But uh, So what we're getting at then is what 11 factorial divided by 4 factorial, 4 factorial, 2 factorial. So let's go ahead and we can just type that out. Find your factorial button. So 11 math, slide over to pr probability, factorial. So 11 factorial divided by paren, and then type it exactly how you see it. Um, 4 factorial. Okay, so keep typing exactly how you see. So then 4 math, slide over to fact and get your factorial. And then 2 factorial. Okay, and then 1 factorial is just 1. So, okay, we hit enter. So 34,650 ways. So you can imagine doing that brute force would be really difficult. Okay, <clears throat> so 34,650 ways to arrange the letters in, in Mississippi. All right, let's take another look. Um, if you have three pine trees, two oak, and four birch, how many ways can we plant them in a line, meaning how many different arrangements can we form? Well, you can liken this situation back to the Mississippi problem if you think about it, because you can say pine, 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 oak, oak, and then four birch. Birch, 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 birch. So there are non-distinct items. There's repetition. And it's like, if we're going to plant them in a line, how many different arrangements can we make that's awfully similar to that uh, <clears throat> Mississippi problem? So you can count three, six, nine. So the answer would be nine factorial if there were nine total distinct types of trees, but there's repetition. So you have to divide out. Let's divide out by three factorial, two factorial, and of course, 4 factorial. So again, I'll let you type that out, but that would be how you would set that up. So sometimes you have to liken the situation to something that you remember when you're dealing with uh, those types of counting problems. Okay, then let's take a look at the m times n rule for number of arrangements and what a problem would look like for that. All right, question of interest. If I have five shirts, two pants, and three pairs of shoes, how many outfits can I form? Well, now here, a lot of people mix this up with the, with the Mississippi problem that we just did earlier. Um, this is different because, you know, they're not all the same type, uh, meaning their shirts are not pants and pants are not shoes. Whereas the problem that we did earlier, they were all trees, you know. Uh, but, uh, but here, what we're basically looking at is, and you could always go with the tree diagram on a smaller scale, you know. You'd say if I had two pairs of pants and three pairs of shirts, or three shirts and you know two shoes. So you could always go with the tree diagram option, but it, you're, basically it, it will be a, it will be a very big tree diagram. So it turns out um, that there, if you're looking for a sort of a general strategy, it turns out there are m times n ways to arrange m objects of one type and n objects of another. So
So what does that mean? That means that there's probably 5 times 2 times 3 outfits that we could, or 30 outfits that we could form. Now again, we could arrive at that answer of 30 by drawing a tree diagram or something and literally collecting all possible outcomes, but that will be a very lengthy way of doing it. All right, hope that helps. Again, the m times n rule is because you have three totally unrelated objects there. And, uh, and you're trying to, and an outfit here, when you say how many outfits can I form, assuming here, I did want to mention that, assuming that an outfit consists, it's a big star, consists of a shirt, a pants, and a shoes. Shirt, a pant, and a pair of shoes. So, by the, so there is a brute force way of getting the answer to this problem, which is 30, but uh, the m times n rule is awfully handy there. So I just wanted to recap m times n rule. Here we utilize the, uh, the n factorial rule for ways to arrange n distinct objects of one type. Um, and I did want to make a little addendum here to this one with the Mississippi. Uh, there are n factorial ways to arrange, like we said, n distinct objects of one type. But here's with the, when there's repeated letters, it's n factorial divided by p factorial, q factorial, r factorial, where there are p repetitions of one <coughs> of one item and uh, q repetitions of another, etc., and r repetitions of another. So, just uh, what most people sort of put in their mind is that you're dividing out by the number of repetitions of a particular one. Just the same thing happened to us with the, uh, with the birch tree, pine tree problem. So since they weren't all different types of trees, we had to say 9 factorial divided by 3 factorial, 2 factorial, 4 factorial. Okay? And then again, the, the first uh, counting technique that we used was the, was the tree diagram. All right, hope that helps. Good luck.